What is up, y'all? This is Playoff Talk. The regular season is over. Um, we're going to have a longer episode today, but the rest of the episodes are probably going to be shorter as there's not a lot of games to talk uh, about. We can do like maybe some off-season like, ideas or moves, but won't be as long as uh, this episode because we got a lot to talk about. A lot of shit has happened over the week. I feel like it's been more than a week, like two, three weeks because of how much shit has been going on. But make sure you guys can listen to us on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify Podcast and everything else we are out on. Um, this will be sent out tomorrow. It will be tweeted out tomorrow, and you guys can listen to it on Friday before the playoff games. Uh, there are no uh, noteworthy games for this week, for this episode, because we have so much to talk about with everything else. A lot of people sat their players. Um, there's only like a handful, and even those games were just kind of mid. Um, there were a lot of stipulations that happened uh, with these games, which we'll get into in the matchups, but not enough that needs to have their own segment. So we're going to get right into the coaching carousel, 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 <laughs> carousel of um, a lot of coaches got fired. Some coaches, at least I was surprised about other coaches. I was like, it's about damn time. So, yeah, what what is out of the coaches that were fired this week or last week? What was the biggest shock for you? Uh, I would say the biggest shock was Mike Rabel. Yeah. And then second to that would be Pete Carroll stepping down. He didn't technically get fired. Yeah, was it mutual? Was it was it a mutual fired? agreement, but still, him stepping down was also like, what the hell? I mean, we've had some bombs dropped on us the last few days. Yeah. But Mike Vrabel fi getting fired is kind of ridiculous to me because, I mean, ultimately with him, his front office let him down. Yeah. In my opinion. So, I don't really know what they're going to do, but... To be fair, this is probably the best coaching cycle in a long, long time in the NFL. A lot yeah. of fresh new names, even some really, really Hall of Fame level recycled names that you could go in yeah. and plug to a different team. So, yeah, I would say Vrabel is definitely the most um, surprising. <laughs> yeah, I'd say Vrabel as well. Um... I didn't want to do this, but I'm going to do this. Um, Nick Saban retiring. That kind of fucked me up. I'm a, Bama, I'm a Bama fan, as you guys know. And I woke up. I was taking a nap. Woke up to thousands of texts from everybody. It was like the Deshaun Watson situation. For and it me. wasn't even like, it wasn't even like, oh, my God. It was just literally just links or tweets. And then just adding, like, bruh. And I was like, what the fuck? Why is my phone blown up? Look at it. I was like, bruh, this has to be a joke. <laughs> I was like, there's no fucking way. And yeah, he stepped down. I think it's probably going to be the same thing as, like, a P. Carroll. Like, he's going to be, I mean, they're going to have an office for him up in the in the field. Because um, this is, this is, it's the same thing. I'm not going to talk too much about Satan. It's just going to make me cry. That's a Spryer situation. In my I opinion. did I did shed a tear, not going to lie, uh, when I was looking at the old matches and stuff. But it's the same thing with, like, Mike Vrabel being fired. Um, like, the, this, and, uh, you know, I'm not, 
obviously Saban is a way more decorated coach than Mike Vrabel, but this is one of the coaches, this is one of the guys that a lot of people play for. It's different than me, like, I'm employed by Arthur Smith. I'm employed by blah, blah, blah. I'm playing for Mike Vrabel. I'm playing for Saban. So to see that Mike Vrabel got fired, at least I think both of us were like, this is upstairs. This has nothing to do with Mike Vrabel. You guys, this this is one of the instances. It's different than like Ron Rivera, Arthur Smith getting fired because they were just terrible coaches, right? Yeah. But Mike Vrabel, like this is an upstairs, like this is a product of the upstairs in the Titans organization. You guys extended Ryan Tannehill. And you guys, you guys are lucky that Will Levels was actually just traded AJ Brown for traded nothing. AJ Brown for nothing. You got um oh my god, why am I why am I blanking on his name? Traylon um, Burks. Traylon Burks, who I thought coming out of Arkansas, I was like, okay. Like obviously this isn't AJ Brown, but Tray- I didn't like, think I, he was a top fifteen. Yeah. Pick. But I was like Traylon Burks isn't bad. This Traylon Burks was like it to me, like a day two kind of guy, and just like it's it's different than say I traded AJ Brown, which I would never do, unless he literally told me he wasn't suiting up for my team. Then you know I, I have no choice. But if I traded AJ Brown and I got the first round pick. And I don't know who, you know, the rest of the draft, but I probably wouldn't draft a wide receiver unless they're generational. Because, and especially, especially uh, Traylon Burks had the same kind of archetype, like body type as AJ. Like 6'2", 6'1", stocky motherfucker. So obviously he's going to be compared to AJ. And Traylon Burks just hasn't lived up to that comparison. Yeah. Um, kind of kind of a bust. God, now I... It's, it's, I don't know. Like, if he goes somewhere else, I don't know. He's kind of just cooked. But it's like, you didn't really give Mike Vrabel anything to fucking work with. And. No, I mean, and that's where the main problem lies is I think they're blaming it more on him as a scapegoat than actually fixing the front office issues that they had. Which is going to be a. The downfall for a lot of these organizations is the fucking pride in the front office. It's okay to say you fucked up. Yeah. I don't I don't understand. Like you you if you as an owner will not like the only way you lose your position is if you're literally um Dan Snyder. Like like how how many owners get like Cooked. A a David Tepper needs cooked, just like yeah. Dan Snyder. Yeah, David Tepper needs to go, <laughs> but like, it would never get to that point. I'm saying um, the only way for you as an owner to get canned is your behavior outside of football. You can be ass at you know whatever, and people are gonna yell at you to sell the team, but like. The only the only time where I'm like, yo, you gotta go is if you're doing some Tepper shit. And Tepper's ass at, you know, what he what he doing, but on top of his personality and how he's been in that facility, he's gotta go. But he's trying to be like Jerry Jones and like 
help with drafting and he wants too much control over the team. I'm just like, find a guy that you trust and let him yeah. try to work through it. Like, yeah. holy shit. My there's not God. too many. There's not too many. I mean, Jerry Jones, he has his hand in too much shit, but to give him credit, he has made some good draft picks. Yeah. Um, and Jerry Jones is walking a fine line. Right? Yeah. So. But even if he is fucked up. <laughs> yeah. If I'm an owner, I am not like, obviously I was able to buy this team because of my business, such as like, like a Mark Cuban or um, the Walmart family, like because of my business, I have no idea what the fuck it takes to run a football organization. That's what I pay people to do. Yeah. That's well, just there's... someone being too stubborn and thinking that they know best. Well, well, I think it's, I think there's two ways or two reasons, I guess, of why someone would buy a football team. One, I mean, ultimately, it's the number one sport in the United States, and it's one of the biggest money makers, like there is, right? Yeah. So it's a continued profit. And then two, is they just love football and they want to be involved in it and they give themselves too much power because they do own the team. Right. Yeah. So Jerry Jones, I don't, I'm not saying he doesn't know football because clearly he's made some decent draft picks. He seems to be like the end all be all when it comes to the important picks in the draft, like the top three picks, I would say he has a lot to do with them. Yeah. But like not everyone can be that. And I feel like you need to just take a step back and reevaluate how you run the team. <laughs> yeah. Because then, so. then, like, if I'm an owner, I'm staying out of the the spotlight because that's how you end up, like a Jerry Jones, like a David Tepper, like a Dan Snyder, like a Mark Davis. Yeah. So, like, obviously, if you've owned the team long enough, especially Jerry Jones, you're going to know a little bit about ball. Like yeah. just being there, you're gonna know about ball. But. It's so it's kind of funny too because like um, the Haslam family, who runs the Browns, has been known as like a very hands-on um, bad owner. I'll just outright say it: bad owner. I mean, obviously, look where the Browns have been his entire time owning the team, right? Yeah. But recently, he's giving up. He gave up some of that power found a GM he likes, found a coach he likes, and he gives them full authority to do whatever they want, right? Drafting, mm -hmm. personnel decisions. It's all them. And look where the team is now. Like, he took a step back. He reevaluated. He's like, all right, I've been doing this wrong for 15 years because we've been bad this entire time. And he gave those two power to do what they wanted for four years. And then now we're relevant. <laughs> so... That's what fucking Tepper needs to do. I don't think we're ever going to see another Jerry Jones, right? No. I just don't think we're going to see that. Um, I guess I would say the Eagles owner has a lot. Arthur Blank for the Falcons, the Eagles owner, like they are very involved in their football teams. I mean, the Eagles owner is very volatile in my opinion because you can win a Super Bowl. The next year you go negative and you're gone, right? Yeah. Just like this year. I mean, Sirianni's lost, what, fucking 10 games total on the Eagles in three years, mm -hmm. and he's on the hot seat? Like, what? 
Like, what are we even talking about? <laughs> that is also another way not to... Like, it's worked for him, I guess, so far, but I think that's not going to last. Who, who wants to work for a guy like that? It's interesting. Yeah. So, uh, Bill Belichick, these are the ones that just got fired last week. Bill Belichick, Pete Carroll, Mike Vrabel, Ron Rivera, and Arthur Smith. Um, Three of our... Two of those we were like, I don't know. Well, three of our favorite or least favorite coaches in the entire league got fired this year. So, uh, all of last year when we were bitching and moaning the entire time about Arthur Smith, Brandon Staley, and Ron Rivera. It's finally come full circle, and those fuckers are gone and will never have a head coaching job ever again. Yeah. Thank God, because Arthur Arthur Blank was he was about to start pissing me off with that. Nah, he he was just fucking around. Once he said, like, oh, I wasn't expecting the team to make the playoff. I I bet you, bro, I bet you, I, I don't think he's on social media like that, but, like, once you once you look at what you say, it's different than it's a, lot, it's a lot of clarity of you saying something and then you hearing or reading that back, and you're like, "What the fuck did I just say?" Yeah, like you you you're you're complacent with not making the playoffs is a crazy statement. Hey, there's a lot of teams like that. Yeah, but you don't say it. A lot of teams are <sighs> fucking bullying. But the thing the thing I'm like. And I don't, you know, I haven't seen it a lot on social media and stuff, but when I saw Mike Vrabel get fired, I'm like, yo, why aren't we looking at Robert Sala? What's going on here? Bro, he's, how, he's got how did something. He escape? He's got something on the owner. But I will say the Jets are the most, besides the Panthers, the Jets might be the most dysfunctional franchise. Yeah. I mean, they haven't made the. They're the only ones that haven't made the playoffs in how long? Like, it's been a long ass fucking time. Yeah, I mean, they're fucking in the trenches. And I knew even when like Pete Carroll got fired, I'm like, oh, he's not. He's gonna still be in Seattle in the facilities. Like he'll be, yeah, he'll be a um, talent evaluator and like a man will never get fucking absolutely like. But they did it right. So Pete Carroll was old. He doesn't want to do the whole nine yards of coaching. And then they gave him an executive position where he can help draft and evaluate talent, which is what his strong suit was his entire tenure. Be there in the room when the player, you know, when they draft players and they pull up, like you, like same thing with Saban. Like they will be in the the facility. It won't be Monday through Friday or Monday through Sunday. But they will be in the facility. Players will still have his cell phone. Like he's yeah. still there. He'll be around to help the new coach, which is good. And yeah. that's how you should do it. I did think his time was done. I thought his time had honestly been done for the past two years. I know they made the playoffs last year and no one thought they would. He did a hell of a job last year, but they also weren't good enough to like go the extra mile. Yeah, they're their spiral this year was crazy. <laughs> and I think after they lost to the Steelers, he was like, what am I doing this for? <laughs> yeah. It's tough. I mean, I, I'm the same way. I like, don't get me wrong. I love Pete Carroll. I love the energy he brings. I think he's hilarious. 
you know, that's he's a player's coach. That's definitely someone I would play for. Yeah, you know, in the draft room, taking the shirt off because fucking DK, like that's hilarious. It's a great guy, but he's old as fuck. And with with how like the league is changing now, there's not too many old motherfuckers left. So yeah, it's just it's just tough. But the good thing about this is. There's a big pool, which we're going to talk about now. There's a big pool of candidates just sitting, just waiting, bro. It's funny because I was looking, I was researching individual teams, like who have they interviewed, who have they asked, like, um, to see if they can get an interview. And it's like the same eight names. Mm Mm-hmm. Ultimately, I've, I have a list compiled of like 15 people because this, like I said, this is like one of the biggest and best coaching pools I've seen in a long time Yeah, with up-and-comers. Like, set aside Mike Vrabel, he'll be on a top three list for pretty much any team that wants him. Yeah. I think Vrabel, though, himself will be more Patriots-oriented and not really look to go anywhere yeah, I else. Think he, I think he's definitely earned i think he will be this and i think he's earned it to be picky yes he's proven to win with Tannehill and lack of talented players around him he went to three straight playoffs was the one seed with fucking ryan Tannehill. having Tannehill in of itself deserves you a hall of fame consideration yeah but does that make you think for vrabel uh say obviously jim harbaugh is one of the names that everyone's list listing um but would you think a team like the chargers that have an established qb would be enticing for him because ultimately i think Vrabel wants to be a patriot he said he's a patriot he's always he was there at the hall of fame inductee or whatever yeah but you could very well argue the patriots situation is not the best compared to most job openings right i will say though the patriots i mean they're gonna get one of these quarterbacks so Mm -hmm. it does look at least better yes but bear with me here so they have the what third pick yeah this is where i struggle with this so not to go off topic or anything but with the draft uh-huh. There is two surefire QBs. Oh, you know, right? I could talk about the draft all fucking day. Bro. Well, yeah, yeah. But I'm saying in general, there's two surefire QBs, right? Uh-huh. So Ooh, we downplaying we downplaying the Heisman winner? We are. Because Ooh. of his age. I think he's good. I think he's good, but I don't think he's top five good, right? I don't see it. Top five prospects. Yeah, I don't see that. Okay. Be also because of his age. That plays a factor. But so there's two surefire QBs. You have the third pick, and there's mm-hmm. two teams ahead of you. So mm-hmm. I think depending on what the Bears do, that will that will decide what the Patriots do. This is right? the, now. Hear me out. Yeah. What were you gonna say? No, go go ahead. I'll, I'll say it after. I would say, hear me out, because the top two picks are the Bears at one, the and Bears. then um, Commanders at two. Yeah. So. If the Bears do decide to go QB there, they're out of uh-huh. the Marvin Harrison race, right? Uh-huh. And then say the commanders go Drake May, uh-huh. right? Which is what I think will happen. Uh... Or flip those two. I don't care. 
I don't give a shit. The Commanders with a new coach, new GM. Bears are getting a QB. Yes. I don't think so, bro. Okay, but just bear with me for the hypothetical. hypothetical. (laughs) So those two go first. Now there's no, like I said, now there's no clear answer here for QB, right? Uh huh. So they go Marvin Harrison. They go best prospect available. Uh huh. Which is not the end of the world. You just got a world-class receiver, right? Uh-huh. And this, to me, this all stemmed from this being a rebuild. But this, to me, is a deep enough QB draft that you could go Marvin at three and still feel comfortable in the second, third, fourth round with whatever QB you pick Ooh. up, right? But think about the QBs that are on the... We're going to be thinking about Penix, Bo Nix. Um, Jaden Daniels is going to be... Probably a first round because of the after his pro day. And his film is actually really good. Um, Who else is going? Well, we got to think about JJ. Is he staying or not? If the Patriots go JJ, though, they're going to be in hell. See, a lot of the mock drafts have Jaden Daniels at three. Which is wild. He's not going three. He's not. You don't think? No. Jane Daniels is good, though, bro. It's actually kind of wild, though, because... No, I agree. He is really good. I just don't see him as a top three prospect. All right. So, take out... Take out what you need for a second and just pick the very best player available, right? Uh Uh-huh. Like, let's be honest. Are you going to get Jane Daniels, who is old... One, he's going to be, what, 25? Yeah, next year. Or he's going to be 25 by the time the draft rolls around. He's also, it took him a while to get solid, right? Uh-huh. Or you could just pick a guy that you know will be good and play day one for you. In Marvin, Marvin Harrison. Harrison. You pick the best. Sometimes it's not worth reaching on a QB at three. Three! And you just... I know people are going to be mad because it's going to be like, what are we going to do with QB? Who's going to throw Marvin Harrison the football? But I think this is a deep enough QB draft that they could wait. So, I mean, I think if I'm the Bears, I'm trading that pick. And a lot of people think that the Falcons would trade up. So they can get a quarterback. Bro, you cannot keep Justin Fields. Dude, but... You can't do it. You can't do it. You can't do it. You can't do it. He still can't fucking process the middle of the field. But, I mean... And and his contract after his fifth year, you're going to be paying him around what Daniel Jones get, is worth. So the Bears right now have the ninth pick. Outside, We're way off topic right now. Here we go. Out, outside <laughs> of outside of uh, the first pick, right? So look at look what their draft could be though. They can get a top three receiver in the draft, even with getting a QB at one. Exactly, they could still get like Roma Dunze. Exactly. So go QB. Look at look at this. You're gonna save. So this is this is the scenario. You keep so you, you are one hundred percent Caleb Williams. 
or Drake May, whichever one. I'm a hundred percent yes. Now if think about it. it. Think about all the positives. Whatever you want to think about Justin Fields, he ultimately has not done enough to be a forty million dollar QB, right? Yeah. But the market goes up every single year, and you're going to be paying thirty five to forty five million dollars for a guy that can't throw a slant route, right? Now, you can dig your own grave that way if you want to, and you can trade that pick, or you could go and trade Justin Fields, gain extra draft capital for this draft or next year's draft. What do you think think he's going to run for? Mm, I don't fucking know. Fourth round pick? Yeah, because it'd be different if if this was like his first or second year, but he's going to have to get paid here soon. Exactly. So he could go for a fourth, fifth, hell, a fourth, and then a fifth next year. You know what I mean? You could get more draft capital from him. So do you think Atlanta? A lot of people think he's going to be in Atlanta, go back oh, to Georgia. God. I don't know where he's going to go. but You know where I want him to go. But I'm saying ultimately you, you, you sell him off, you get more draft capital, whether it's for this draft or next. You already have a bunch of cap space, right? Yeah, And then you re-up on a QB, Caleb Williams or Drake May, who arguably is at an equal playing field with Justin Fields, even though he's played four years. This slander is so nasty from you, bro. But think about, like, he has done, I know his situation was horrible. God-awful. Like, cutting the man some slack. I can cut him some slack, but at the same time, you are what your record is, right? As as, As much as we all want to bitch and moan about what Deshaun Watson is. He was still 8-4 and four as the Browns starting QB, right? Yeah, but it, the wins factor in a lot more than the QB. I 100% agree, and I don't think it's a QB stat. I don't. I do not think it's a QB stat at all, and I will argue that all day. But it has been four years, and he has nothing to show of it, right? It's on Chicago. And, yes, I agree. It could be on Chicago. But it's not looking good for Justin Fields. So if you so are you are you getting Caleb or are you getting Drake? I'm getting Caleb. See the thing the thing is on the Bears of what makes me think they're gonna do this trade is because they kept Eberflus. Another person that should have been fucking fired. Yeah, I agree. Well, he should have been fired. You know, I yeah, I think Robin Sala should have been fired, but Eberflus should have been fired. And I, you know, I don't wanna know the nasty things he was doing in that office to keep mm-hmm. his job. Because you know, report pleading. <laughs> so I don't I mean, yeah. I mean it's it's bad. My thing about coaches and keeping bad or mediocre mediocre coaches is like if I am a team that wants to progress in the National Football League, you know, like all 32 teams should, you have to get a coach that other teams would want. I have Tomlin, other teams would want Tomlin. You have Stefanski. Other teams would love Stefanski. Nobody wants Eberflus. No, yeah. if he left the market, if he left right now, the market would be so low for him. <clears throat> we are talking coordinator or defensive analyst. There is no reason to keep this man on your team. He just seems like a coach that can't put it all together. Like he figured out the defense finally. But this this is the thing. This is also why I have an issue with Justin Fields right now. Everything about the Bears' second half of the season 
their defense fucking carried them. Like, actually carried them. And I got a first-hand view of this in the Browns-Bears game, right? Two picks, one pick six from the Bears defense and a pick that ended up on the two-yard line where the Bears scored a touchdown. So 14 points from just those two interceptions. And then the Bears, the rest of the fucking game, you know what they scored? Three points. Their offense had three points and couldn't even get past midfield on us because Justin Fields could not make the right read at all. I just, I can't. I think the offense is cooked. Regardless. But, of but is it, there's always the, there's always the discussion, just like there is with Matt Canada and Kenny Pickett. How much of it is the coach dumbing down the offense to fit for a QB who cannot make reads, right? Mm, we might- know, we know Justin Fields has arm talent. We've seen it. He can throw the ball like, he has plays that you're just like, holy fuck. Like, that shit was amazing. Only his arm could throw that, like, right? But then there's other plays where you're like, what are you doing? He's wildly inconsistent, and that is exactly why you shouldn't spend money on him. I still believe in Fields. I you're still believe. I still believe. I want him on my team. I still believe. I, I, think, I think there's... Has has he played in the four years? Does he deserve thirty five to up million dollars? No, but that's the market now. I know somebody's gonna pay that because that's just how it is. My team is gonna pay that because that's just how it is. But I think he's gonna be on the lifeline because he has his fifth year option, right? So if they yeah. trade him, he's gonna be he's gonna get paid his. Whatever it was, what was Baker's when he left? The Browns had to pay like ten million, and then yeah. the Bucks picked up eight million. It's like a ridiculous amount since he was a top five pick, yeah. whatever it was. But I mean, a team's gonna pick up that salary, but that could be the end of it there. Like that year, if he doesn't prove that he can play and win games, then it's over for Justin Fields. Right? He's not gonna get a contract. Mike Tomlin take the lead. We need we need this. We need some juice. Hey. But if my my thing like this this is gonna be this is gonna be the draft and further on, but I think especially this draft because of the QBs, this is gonna be the draft that later on you can look back on why GMs got fired. Cause <laughs> somebody's gonna make you know, you 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 as a team that need a quarterback, you know, quarterback, new coach, whatever it is. You're going to see, like, you're going to watch Caleb Williams get drafted. You're going to watch Drake May get drafted. And then it's just going to be a scramble. But this is. Um, Somebody's going to draft J.J. McCarthy. Somebody's going to draft Bo Nix. I just made it easy for the new GM and new coach of the fucking New England Patriots. (laughs) You pick the best available player and you call it a day. No one can say shit because you just picked a generational wide receiver, right? Yeah. Make it easy on yourself. The draft is deep. You can get you can get someone in the fucking third so, round. So do you think I, I, I you know, my answer is my answer is yes. But do you think Marvin Harrison from what you have seen outside if he doesn't get injured, obviously, outside of injury this man is non-bustable. I would Paul. say he's 
non non bustable. And I would say that because of who his dad is and how. Whoa, 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 whoa! There's been a lot of football. No, 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 no! Hear me out. There's been a lot of football sons that did not pan out. No, a hundred percent agree to that. It's because of who his dad is and what his dad instilled in him more than anything. Because Marvin Harrison doesn't play for money. And he's proven that numerous times at Ohio State. And he's even, has he even declared for the draft yet? Yeah, he did. He did. Yes, he did. Holy fuck. I was waiting for that. I was like, is this man really going to come back? But everything about him shows to me that he has the work ethic to be fine or great in the NFL. So I think I think his his um his floor is a good receiver. Like he'll be a starting receiver in this league. And his, well, ceiling, he, his ceiling is what? His ceiling is like Hall of Fame. Oh right? my god, that's crazy. But think about it. Like we knew at least you and I did. We knew when Jamar Chase went to the draft that his ceiling was Hall of Fame, right? Yeah. There are certain guys you just know. And that's why I'm saying it's the safest pick in the entire draft. And what has what have New England never had at the tips of their fingers like this before? A surefire receiver. In 24 years, Bill Belichick drafting receivers has been a nightmare. So just do the right thing. Give your franchise and your fans everything you've ever wanted that Bill never gave them. And even if, even if some crazy shit happens, and the Bears get Marvin, Malik Neighbors isn't bad either. I don't know if you go three there. You go QB. If if Marvin gets picked, you go QB. Best available. The top three people in the draft. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Caleb. There. There. There's no way they can. They, yeah. No. If they if they skip over Drake May and Caleb and pick like a like an offensive tackle or something, there will be riots. <laughs> now I get it. You got to build the O-line before you get your, your QB. Look how Joe Burrow is in the Bengals. Yeah. So, I mean, if you work backwards, it tends to not work out. But, I mean, I don't think you skip over any of the first three in the draft <laughs> if you have the opportunity. All right, back to coaches. We're fucking way off schedule here. Oh, uh, Where were we at? We were talking about Vrabel and – Oh, we were just we were talking about which team would he would be good at, right? Or yeah. were we just 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 where he would belong? Yeah, I, I'm thinking Patriots, honestly. But then again, it really doesn't. It Robert Kraft in his interview or in the uh, press conference kind of said we need to get away from like Bill Belichick's mentality and move forward. Because of the last three years. Well, Rabel's the closest coach to Belichick in the league, right? Yeah. So, but also Gerard Mayo's there, who's another hot candidate for coaching, who they could just hire right now without a hiring process because he's already a part of the staff. So, to me, it's either Rabel or Mayo with the Patriots. See, the thing is, I could see them going left field and getting somebody else. Just snag Ben Johnson because of, and I, you know, I'm 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 with Robert Kraft. When you when you lose somebody like that, you know, you lose some the greatest NFL coach ever. You kind of have to pivot away from that 
and not yeah. try to quote unquote hire the next Belichick. Like you, <laughs> odds are Patriots fans, you will this this if if you know outside of Rabel or whoever this coach might not hit, and you got to be okay with that. And is you know this coach is gonna have big shoes to fucking fill, but I think. If you do get Vrabel, say they get Vrabel, does Vrabel bring his boys? Does Br- does Vrabel bring Arthur Smith? Does Vrabel bring Derrick Henry? Like, what? What are you are you just getting Vrabel, or what? Like, you know, what are you getting other people? I mean, obviously Vrabel's gonna have a staff, but like, is that like Arthur Smith's coming? Because I don't want Arthur Smith near my team right now. Not with that shit tape he put out. But, I mean. Yeah, I could see Vrabel being Patriots coach. I could see him. I could also see him with the Chargers. I could also see him with the Commanders. I think the Commanders need, like, a grown-up and not a moron. They sound like, I mean, the new owner said they're going new, fresh candidate. I'm here for it, though. If If I'm... It's the same thing with like the bear, which is why I'm confused <clears throat> on the Bears. If I'm the Bears, Commanders, or Patriots, I'm getting an offensive coach because you're bringing in, or at least like an insane offensive play caller, caller because you're bringing in a new person. Yeah, you're bringing in a, a young quarterback, and the the first four, the first contract of this quarterback, first three years and on for this contract is the developmental thing is going to be very important for this guy. Yeah, I would say, I mean, the thing I wanted to point out in the segment in general is there's four candidates that have been mentioned in pretty much every single, four new candidates, I should say, that haven't been head coaches before. Because obviously we have Bill Belichick, Rabel, and Jim Harbaugh, right? Mm -hmm. Undeniably proven success in the NFL. People are going to reach out to them just because. But four candidates I've seen in, Every single and Dan Quinn, my bad. So yeah, I was gonna say Dan Quinn. He also has been mentioned. Um, he's shown he's had success in the NFL. Um, four guys I've heard nonstop that are gonna be the next guys up. Ben Johnson, obviously, probably number one on that list. Yeah. Um, Mike McDonald, the Ravens defensive coordinator, came from Michigan, I think, two years ago. Best defense of the league this year. Um, Brian Callahan, the OC for the Bengals, he is one that not many people really know, I feel like, Mm -hmm. unless you're really in the trenches of the NFL. And then um, Frank Smith, the OC for the Dolphins. Those four, I've heard their names in every single coaching interview process, everything. Yeah. Like they're getting looked at at every fucking angle by every team. Who do you think out of those four is the best? Prospect. Well, I'm just gonna exclude Ben Johnson because uh, you know Ben Johnson's yeah. number one. I'm just gonna exclude <laughs> him though. Um, to be honest, I'm th- I'm thinking I'm thinking. To be honest, I love this list, but I'm thinking of somebody else. Oh God, who are you thinking of? Let me see if I can pronounce his name right. I'm thinking, but if we're, if we're talking like, oh, this is head coaches, right? 
Just yes. like head coaching. Like, who do you think is going to be the next guy to be like? Obviously, I gave you four, but if you have another guy in mind, Bobby. I'm 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 liking Bobby slowly. Stop. I'm liking Bobby. Bro. I have a bone to pick with that man. I'm liking Bobby. Bobby and uh in Raheem. I'm liking both of those guys. Yeah, Raheem's already been a head coach though before, right? That's wasn't he an interim head coach or something? I guess that's that, not that shit don't count. I have him on this list. He's also been in the talks with people. I'm liking like Bobby, bro. The players love Raheem Morris. Raheem Morris is everything that people want to think Aaron Glenn is. Yeah. And that sounds terrible, but I have a bone to pick with Aaron Glenn too. Because Aaron Glenn's defense on the Lions, what the fuck are we doing? Like <laughs> Raheem, like Aaron Glenn has talent on that defense. Raheem Morris, we went into the season thinking the Rams defense, who the fuck's in the secondary? I couldn't name a single guy. Aaron Donald's the only defender on that team. Like he has done God's work on that defense. He deserves another chance if he hasn't had one already. 100%. Slowick, don't get me started on that motherfucker. I'm liking Slowick, bro. Dude, CJ Stroud has bailed Bobby Slowick out of every game. <laughs> every game. The man is run, run, pass, run, run, pass, run, run, pass, run, run, pass. It is the worst. What are we doing? CJ Stroud five weeks in showed that he can throw the ball with anybody, right? Hey, these these routes, these wide receivers are running are kind of gas, bro. Slowick has no creativity. I'm I'm over him. Hey, when he when he when he cooks the Cleveland Browns, bro, don't come on me. Yeah, he could very well, and you know what? It's not gonna be him or D'Amico Ryan's sending us home. It's gonna be CJ Stroud, right? Because that man is different. The other two are holding CJ Stroud back. I'm not here for any D'Amico slander out of you. I'm telling you right now. I'm not here for. I'm not, I'm not hearing any D'Amico. <laughs> D'Amico's one of them ones. I will discuss it. I will. I will argue it with anybody. D'Amico Ryan's has an old head defensive mentality when he's running a team. His decision making late in games is bad, and he's just here. He flat out. Listen, it's the same trends though with like defensive head coaches. It's like, all right, we're gonna play field position. Instead of giving the ball or we're going to play field position or kick field goals when we should go for it and flip the whole game on its head. Right. The man does not know what he's doing. In situational let, the, let the man be cautious a little bit. It's just cautious with CJ Stroud. He's, he's top three in coach of the year this year. Obviously, he is. He and you know right. who put him there? CJ Stroud. Nah, that defense been hooping too. Don't do that, bro. Will Anderson, one of them ones too. Yes, their run defense, their run fits, nice. I, I don't I don't ever discredit D'Amico. Like, and he's done the one thing that we always bitch about with coaches, right? He got his side of the ball decent, right? For the first mm -hmm. time in a long time. I will say the secondary, not good at all. They're like number one in explosive pass plays allowed. They're bad. But the front seven, he did well with that. I'll, I'll – I'll give him credit for the defense. He fixed a lot of the issues for the defense. Now, him and that damn OC Slowick are ruining Stroud. I'm, I'm liking the tandem, bro. I'm not going live. Those two are trolling Stroud left and right. Like, put the ball in your best player's hands and let him make plays. 
That tandem kind of hard. I'm not going to lie, bro. <laughs> so, I mean, it, you, you just got to give it a little bit, bro. D'Amico going to be all right. That's, that's, he won it once. I'm, I'm, I'm excited. D'Amico might be a new Todd Bowles. Stop the chatting. <laughs> Another man that should have gotten fucking fired. Hey, he made the playoffs. But he, but he made the playoffs, so that's going to give him three more years. I really want to know, did, did Tom Brady – Pick that higher. Like, did he was he the one that was like, yeah, Todd Bowles? He wanted Todd. But is that because he has full control of the offense? Like, probably, <laughs> probably. Hey, I'll give the Buccaneers credit: consistency and the fact that they hire within and just let it go from there. Right. It's the same thing. Why Ro- Roethlisberger didn't didn't listen to his OCs. Sometimes you know you got the, you got the best in mind. <sighs> Man, I think. I think if if the Raiders get a, a new coach, it is a discredit to my man's Mr. Pierce. It is a dis, discredit. I do think Pierce is who they should hire. Now, hear me out here. This goes for your agenda. Say he doesn't get hired. Mm-hmm. And the man becomes the DC for the Giants. And Dable... And Antonio Pierce are running that shit in New York. That would be nasty. But I, and it's I, his old team. But like he's done so he's done so much better than I expected as a head coach. Going back to coordinator would be so nasty. We know how it is though with uh Mark Davis. He loves his old head coaches. He'd be the one to hire Belichick, he'd be the one to hire Jim Harbaugh. You know what I mean? He's going to pick his friends that he's known forever. Now, if you're if you're the Chargers, do you go defensive coach still? Oh, man. Kellen Moore did not have a good year, did he? No, he didn't. No, not at all. Not I can't I can't even argue for that. But 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 here here's my thing with Kellen Moore. Kellen Moore if if you really peel back the Los Angeles Chargers. Who the fuck's on that team besides Keenan Allen? I mean, yeah. Keenan Allen had an amazing had had a, another great year, and then he got hurt, and then he got hurt. But you, and I Mike mean, Williams got hurt early. In I the mean, year. Hey, hey, even even then, even then, y'all know how we feel about Mike Williams. He's a you fucking sure? he's a fucking bum. Yeah, and Quentin Johnston instead of getting Zay Flowers. Yeah, I'm not saying the talent was there, but that's also Austin Eckler. You, you're you, you're here for this Eckler slander. Yeah, so this is the issue with Belichick going to the Chargers because that's what I said earlier in the year, right? There's yeah. already an established QB. You keep Kellen Moore, whatever. Give Kellen Moore one more chance. That's fine. Um, because obviously Bill's not calling no fucking offense. No. The problem with that hire though is the GM for the Chargers hasn't been very good either. So you would have to find a new GM for Bill Belichick. And Bill Belichick likes to have control, which you cannot give him that anymore. Hey, hey, you know what's crazy? Belichick wasn't even isn't on my Chargers list. Who's on your Chargers list? Raheem. Raheem? Raheem or Dan Quinn. If we're talking defense. Okay. Dan... I, can't, I, can't, I can't bring – I can't – see, this is my issue – if I'm one of these teams, this is my issue on why I wouldn't hire Belichick. 
unless I get it in writing that he cannot, because he's he's shown me over the years that him and in drafting of some players, some positions is booty butt cheeks. He can he can take a seventh round corner and make him a superstar. I'm I'm you know, I have no issue with that, but you do not need your hands on any of the offense at all. Yeah, I don't. I don't disagree. In, with in that. terms of coaching, hiring coaches, nothing. It has never gone right. So if I'm, if I'm keeping, if I have, I would have to keep Kellen Moore. If I have, what about Belichick? All right, if we're gonna go defensive, what about Lou Anaramo? I'm fine with I'm fine with Lou too, but Lou. So do you Lou, think you should Lou go defense? Lou doesn't have. The personnel for me, Lou doesn't have the personnel on the Chargers that that he excels with. He needs in, in order for Lou to excel to me, and what I've seen in this Bengals defense is he needs he needs pressure from the linebackers, and the Chargers linebackers are booty butt cheeks. Kenneth Murray is a bust. I don't know who else is on there. Me and you, ass. <laughs> I mean, Derwin James getting old. Bosa's is getting old. I wasn't even. Hey, I'm not even. Khalil Mack. Old. I'm not even the biggest Derwin James fan because his availability is ass. Yeah, I don't disagree with that. So, do you think they should go defense? I'm I'm pro in this league right now. I'm pro ball hawk ball hawk safety over hard hitting safety. So, do you go? Okay, I think, so I think because you have Kellen Moore on payroll, you have to go defense because if if you get Ben Johnson. There's no need for Kel- if you get Eric enemy, there's no need for Kellen Moore. These people are already smarter than that. And I'm not discrediting Kellen Moore at all. Like I just said, what ha- what does he have to work with? So is, what if the weapons are ass outside of Keenan Allen and the offensive line is ass? There's just man, but, the problem I, is I don't I don't like hiring defensive coaches. Because yeah, even right. if you have a good OC. He's gonna be gone in three years. If so, what, a, what about Rabel? Rabel's fine too. I've Rabel, Dan but... Quinn, Raheem make a lot of sense. Raheem obviously is younger. Yeah, hasn't established anything as a head coach before. But you, but you see what I'm saying? Because of the position that they're in right now, with Kellen Moore being on payroll, it wouldn't make sense to have an offensive because the offensive minds. You're I mean, either you could leaving. always just fire Kellen Moore when you, you get could. there. You could, <laughs> which is crazy. <laughs> you could, and the Chargers could very well do that. But their owner's ass as well. So very I think I think the Chargers would want a grown-up rather than – which the grown-ups are usually the so defensive you, players. Defensive so you get players. the older coach. Yeah. I, I would get the older coach. And then if Kellen Moore excels, you you this but this is my thing with the Chargers. You have to get a new GM. <laughs> There's like if if I am getting a defensive coach, I need to make sure my offense is straight. And that would lead me to getting more to to drafting actually good players. Because the GM is ass. Not only are you to me not drafting the best. I mean, Rashawn Slater, home run. That's you know that's a dog. But and it, it, not even drafting to me 
it's these fucking contracts. These contracts you make for some of these old ass players are crazy. I mean, they're looking. They're already looking for a new GM right now. They need to get a new one because I don't. You know, I don't have that issue with some of these teams that need a coach, but like the Chargers, they needed to overhaul everything, bro. And it, it you know, it, it's been it's been a long time coming, but. Specifically, the Chargers, I think they should get a defensive coach. I think Dan Quinn goes to the Seahawks, though. That would be good. His old mentor, and then now he also has his mentor, Pete yeah, Carroll, as an advisor role. Yeah. He's I think he's familiar. Party. He's been in the building. He yeah. literally led the Legion of Boom. Like, I mean, it just makes sense for Dan he, Quinn to go. Yeah. He's doing a disservice. If he stays coordinator next year, unless he just got the absolute bag, you can't continue. And I'm not saying this is going on, but you can't continue to listen to Jerry Jones saying, bro, you're, you're, you're up next. I swear. I promise you're up next. One more year, bro. You're up next. Like you have, you have to bounce. This is the perfect opportunity for you to go somewhere that loves you. It's different than you going, you know, to the chargers where we just have to go based on your merit. The C- the Seattle loves you. You're going to get a longer leash in Seattle than you will anywhere else. It's just crazy because, like, I'm pro. Like, if Stefanski were to get fired, which he's not going to in probably a decade, if he were to get fired, I would want an offensive coach this cycle, right? A young, up-and-coming offensive coach, mm-hmm. proven creativity and offensive schemes and all that. But this is a really good defensive coaching cycle. I mean, we have Dan Quinn, Bill Belichick, Mike Rabel right there already. Three proven coaches in the NFL. You have Raheem Morris, who has had good defenses everywhere he's gone. You have fucking Lou Anarumo, who's done great for the Bengals. And then you have fucking Mike McDonald, who leads the NFL in fucking takeaways, sacks, pressures, all of it for the Ravens. So, like... There's fucking five or six guys that mm-hmm. I wouldn't be mad about if the Browns took. And that's saying something because there is Ben Johnson just sitting right there, right? Mm-hmm. And Eric Bieniemy. I mean, we haven't even talked about Bieniemy. It's such a weird, weird yeah, coaching cycle. But like if I like if you're the commanders, are you letting go of the enemy? No, you pair the enemy up with a defensive coach. <laughs> I don't think the enemy is the issue. I think Sam Howe is a knockoff Joe Flacco. Like, <laughs> he just fucking throws. It's a touchdown or an interception, or it's three interceptions, then a touchdown for him. You know what I mean? Yeah. You the can't fact, play in the NFL like that. The fact that Eric the enemy. Did decent a decent job with Sam Howell. To me, deserves a head coaching position. But I mean, if you pair up Eric Bieniemy with Belichick or Vrabel or Dan Quinn, like I mean, I would yeah. feel comfortable with that on my team. It, it's crazy how much. Like, when you look at the commanders and you look at on, like, a play sheet, bro, it should not be this ass. Yeah. 
and it's, uh-huh. it's living quarterbacking coaches. I it, to me, like, I mean, I could talk about that front four, but you know, even when they had Sweat and Chase Young, I'm like, how is this defense this ass still? <sighs> yeah, and they need to get some direction in there. And I'm 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 with that as well. The Commanders could get if they keep the enemy, they could get a defensive coach. But I mean, we've been you know, what, what, who do you who do you think for the Panthers or the Falcons? Who wants oh, the Panthers' man. job? No, I don't think anyone does. That's the thing. They're gonna have a hard time. They're gonna get a guy that is unproven. Yeah, they're gonna have to opinion. get a super like young guy here's the deal they're gonna get an unproven guy they're gonna get a guy that comes in there and says listen tepper like this is all mine right yeah but for some odd reason i can see i can see belichick showing up and being like you have shown nothing to help out this franchise so give me full control and we're gonna run it back like the page you know what i mean like (laughs) It's either that or it's going to be a fucking special teams coach that we don't even know who wants a shot at the NFL. See, like, in a perfect world, like, if I if they wanted to interview me and if I had clout, like, I was like, I'm going to get hired somewhere, I would dead ass be like, yo, Tepper, if you want me to be the coach, you have to stop. Like, you have to shut the fuck up. You have to not beat any Panthers games. You have to be stone cold sober. Yeah, ain't nobody throwing drinks in people's faces sober. That's crazy. The fact that you even had that window open is crazy. Yeah. Somebody could have leaped in there and killed your ass. So yeah. as far as Falcons go, I think it could be I think Vrabel would work well. I think a defensive coach, like all the offensive pieces are there. You just need to find your QB, right? Yeah. In the defense, there's a lot of talent. As much as I hate Arthur Smith, he added a lot of talent. The GM and him put together a pretty solid defense over there. So they have Atlanta has so much talent. This is what I told you, bro. They're doing all this. This is why they drafted Bijan for when they were supposed to suck. That's what they forgot to do. They were supposed to be ass. Yeah, ass, ass. So you didn't have to trade up to try to get a quarterback because if you don't, if you don't. To me, the Falcons need to do one thing and one thing only. You either trade up to that one or two spot, or you suck it up another year. You do not need to go and reach on Penix, Jane and Daniels, Bo Nix. You don't need to do that. This offense is made for generational quarterback, not mid. And I'm not calling these quarterbacks mid, but compared to these other two quarterbacks... If you could tell me that Penix is healthy, even then, bro, I mean, I don't like to I don't like to categorize somebody's career off of one game, which that's what a lot of people have been seeing. I mean, you've watched more Penix games than I have, but there's there's just something to me that if you can't it's it's different than like if you can't get it done against a great defense in college what the fuck are you going to do against a great defense in the NFL yeah i mean not every game's created equal but, but i mean i mean the i mean it's not like he had some bums still have those fucking wide receivers 
Yeah, I don't I don't disagree with that. I mean, his receiving core is great. His O-line let him down. No surprise there. But in the NFL, nothing's going to be perfect. So when he gets moved off his spot, he's not great. And it showed in the national championship. Yeah. And if you if you don't want old, you certainly don't want old with ACLs. Injuries. <laughs> yeah. This league is not a statue league anymore. I'm not calling, you know, he, he can run when he runs, but like just everything like Penix would have to go to the perfect situation. Because everything that he does, the way he runs, the way he throws leads to injury if he gets fucking smacked. But yeah, I mean, if you if you're a coach, you know, if you're a universal coach, you know, Ben Johnson or you know Mike Rabel, out of these eight, in the eight we have Raiders, Panthers, Chargers, Falcons, Commanders, Titans, Seahawks, and Patriots. Which what what would be the top two you would want to go to, and the top two you would not want to go to? Oh man, well, oh, this one's kind of tough. Um, top two I'd want to go to. God, I don't even know, like, the full cap situations for any of them. If I had to pick a team that I would go to, I know the Chargers have so much fucking baggage because of how (laughs) old they are, but ultimately I'm picking the best QB, and I know I have my franchise QB, right? Yeah. So the Chargers would be one, and then probably the Falcons at two. I'm I'm not mad at that Falcons one. The Falcons have a lot of roster talent, and you only need – see, it's like the complete opposite of the Chargers. Chargers don't have a lot of roster talent, but they have their franchise QB. The Falcons have a lot of roster talent, and they don't have their franchise QB. So those would probably be my top two. Yeah. The least I would want to go to are – one is the Panthers. I'm not going to the Panthers. Call me for an interview. I will fucking decline it. <laughs> See you fucking later. Um and then the second one is probably the Titans. Why the Titans? I, I just don't. I don't know what they're cooking over there. Same GM, right? They kept the GM? Yeah. No, nah, I'm good on that. Good on that. If they fire Vrabel, there's something going on there. I'm I'm not dealing with it. Not not for me. I think the Patriots, Seahawks, Raiders, um, even the Commanders, I think there's a lot of room to grow. Seahawks have a pretty talented roster already, so that would probably be third for me behind the Chargers and Falcons. And then the others are rebuilds, the Raiders, Patriots, Titans, or uh, Commanders. Those are all rebuilds, but, I mean, the Raiders are also kind of like a QB away, right? Their defense mm-hmm. played super well at the end, the last stretch. That could have been Pierce, but that's probably how it would go for me. Yeah, my thing is like um, the Chargers, like the Chargers and the Titans. Let me see if I can think of any other team in this. The Patriots as well. But specifically the Chargers have not done anything. The Chargers are literally are hanging on by a thread, and that thread is being held by Justin Herbert. The Chargers is we have Justin Herbert. Because yeah. they haven't they haven't done anything to show me that this is a good head coaching destination. You have I, old people. You have old people that are on a lot of money who get hurt. And uh, Keenan Allen's old. 
And the dude you drafted wide receiver wise, I don't think's good. Yeah, I have. Um, and the GM's ass. Yeah, the thing about the Chargers is, like, if I were to take the job, I would tell them you're going to have to give me at least three years, right? <laughs> <laughs> like, at least three years. And hopefully the turnaround is quicker than that. But, like, there's a lot of shit you have to fix with their roster management. And you're not trying to waste Herbert's year. So it's not like a full rebuild there. Mm-hmm. But you have to be able to win, sustain wins while you're also rebuilding. So that one's kind of the Chargers situation's trickier than it sounds. Yeah. Yeah. Don't get blinded just because you have Herbert. I mean, shit, I'm blinded. <laughs> I mean, Herbert, Herbert's fucking amazing, but like, yeah, there's. I mean, they're still number one, though. I mean, <laughs> in L.A. <laughs> Unshine, fucking Herbert. Man. Listen, the hardest thing to get right in the NFL is a QB, and you know you have a top five QB. Everything else follows. I, I hope they get the right guy. I hope they do. T- well, maybe not. <laughs> I need some competition in that fucking division, man. That's true. I don't need fucking. Patrick Mahomes to turn into like a Brady situation where they just run all of that shit. Yeah. I like the competition. I uh, should we move on to the rankings. Yeah, let's go ahead and get into our final rankings. Uh the top 14 are obviously all of the 14 playoff teams. Might be yeah. some surprises there. Might be some surprises. Um definitely will be one surprise at least. <laughs> Maybe for some uh of our friends. Yeah. <laughs> but this is what our list is. You, you want to read it? Or you, you go ahead and read it. You made it. You go read it. Hey, you agreed to it. I did, but I didn't type these. All right. The top. I'm going to give you your props, man. The top five. I think this is not really disputable in any type of way. I think this top five is pretty solid. <laughs> Number one being the Ravens, number two being the 49ers. We both thought they ended the year on a high note, obviously. Mm -hmm. They both secured the one seeds. They've been the most consistent teams in the entire NFL. I don't think there's arguing that. And the Ravens won head-to-head at the 49ers. So we put the Ravens at one over the 49ers. They're more than just one. They fucking smoked them. Uh, Yes. (laughs) Three and four, we put Dallas at three. And you could maybe argue our four above them. We have the Bills on how they ended the season. Mm-hmm. I mean, they were, they what, ripped off four out of five wins against all playoff teams, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure. They have the – so Dallas, they're getting home field all the way through the playoffs until they have to meet the 49ers. Yep. We think that is going to get them wins in and of itself. I think they've shown that if they play at their place, they're one of the best teams in the – entire NFL. Mm-hmm. Um, they've also been fairly consistent on the year. Uh, the Bills at four, we have them because they are five and one this year on games against playoff teams. And they have proven, I think that's the best record in the NFL actually against playoff teams. Their schedule actually hasn't been that hard this year, but the last six games was very hard. That stretch. Mm-hmm. That's why we have them at four. We put the Lions at five. First time they've won their division in 
How long? 25, 30 years? I don't, I don't even know. But they had a solid year, some ups and downs. Um, I think the Cowboys game sold me on them a little bit, right? Because mm -hmm. I haven't been a uh, – I've obviously you been a Lions been too fan. Kind. You haven't no. been too kind to the Lions. But the Lions hadn't shown me anything against a good team all year. And they showed up in that Dallas game, and they should have won the Dallas game. So they are locked into that five seed. At number six, we have my team, the Cleveland fucking Browns. I've never, ever seen them so high in people's rankings in my entire life. Yeah. Joe Flacco has them four straight wins. I guess the loss to the Bengals stopped the win streak. But he won four straight games to end the season as the fifth seed in the AFC. I think you could maybe argue that they're better than the fifth or the sixth in the rankings, depending on how you look at it with their defense and how well our offense has played the last four weeks. Um, but we kept them at six. I knew Bo wouldn't let me put the Lions behind them. So no, Browns ain't hitting that top five for me, buddy. Yeah, so we'll keep them at six to keep everything fair. Um, seven, we have the Chiefs, Pat Mahomes. He can beat any of the top six teams. Yes, I said that. He can. Get the fuck over it. Um, Rams at eight. This one might surprise people. We have the Rams at eight. I don't think anyone can argue the last stretch of the season that, I mean, maybe any QB has played better than Stafford, right? Mm -hmm. And their offense has been unbelievable. So we have them at eight. We have the Dolphins at nine. This one hurt me a little bit because I do think they have yet to beat a 500 team all year. The talent is there, and I do think they can make some noise in the playoffs, but it's going to be real tough against the Chiefs in below zero weather. We'll talk about that later. Packers at 10. My two agendas, the Rams and the Packers, finished top 10 in our rankings. I know this hurts Bo's soul. No Seahawks in sight. <laughs> hey, I fuck um, with the Packers too. You know I like Jordan Love. Yeah, I think Jordan Love showed that he can carry his team as bad as the defense was the last six weeks of the season. Jordan Love came out on top to make the playoffs. So we have them at 10. And here is where people will probably disagree. We do, have we the need, Eagles. do we need to have a what? next 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 uh season for DWC? Do we need to have a a Matt LaFleur conversation? Man, I'm not going to lie. When Rodgers was there, I was a big hater of Matt LaFleur. But, he, hey, he's shown me something this year. But now we know Aaron Rodgers is just a psycho. He was Aaron Rodgers was weighing the team down last year. We saw it. <laughs> we have proof. Um, so, yeah, we can have that conversation next year. I mean, Matt LaFleur seems like a pretty solid coach. Man, says any, any Rodgers slander, I'm here for. We can go on and on about Rodgers. I I hate him. He's my <laughs> least favorite player I've ever seen in the NFL, probably. Ever? <sighs> Man. I mean, other than that, it would probably be... More than, like, Big Ben? Man. Big Ben was also a douche. He also just be... He yaps, too. He has a podcast. He's a yapper. Big Ben, Aaron Rodgers... Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm a Steelers fan. 
I love Big Ben and what he has done for my team. I can see why other fans of different teams hate him. I can see it. The, God, ego, is, the ego is crazy. He is annoying as fuck. <laughs> All right, let's get back to the rankings. So Packers at 10, Eagles at 11. Yeah, that's good. So we have them as the fourth worst team in the playoffs as of right now. Now that could shock people, but let us explain ourselves. The end of the year, what, one in five, right? In a six-game stretch? Mm -hmm. Now, that stretch was pretty fucking brutal. But I will say, I think for Bo and I, the last two games completely made this pick okay for us, placing them outside the top 10 yeah. for the playoffs because especially, they lost. Yeah, go ahead. I'd say, especially like the issues, coordinator, coaches, players, the locker room. He's yeah. Toxic in there. Yeah, very toxic. I mean, through the losing streaks, players were speaking out. There's already murmurs of Sirianni not being the coach next year. The O's, I mean, Sean Desai getting fucking benched as a DC, bringing Matt Patricia as the main DC now. That was a horrible decision. Decisions fucked them over. Players yapping. Not a good look. The last two games they lost to the, what, three and, what was it, three and 11 Cardinals yeah, at the time? Wins at that time, yeah. Yeah, the three-win Cardinal team, they lost at home to them in a shootout, and then they got blown out in the last game of the year when they needed to win to secure the two-seed by the Giants. It is an and Jalen Hurts got hurt. A.J. Brown got hurt. It's just, it's not looking so hot for the Eagles right now. <laughs> That's why we have them at eleven. Now, can they beat most of these teams ahead of them? Yeah, I could see them beating them if they play sound football. But do I see it happening? No, I don't see it happening. <laughs> um, so for 12, we have the Texans. Obviously, Coach of the Year candidate, D'Amico Ryans. Yes, sir. C.J. Stroud. Respect that man. Yeah, C.J. Stroud, arguably, I mean, you could say he's a top QB in this playoffs. If he didn't get hurt. I wouldn't be opposed to people giving him MVP votes. That's how amazing CJ Stroud has been. Yeah, I don't hate that. Plus, most of his receivers have been hurt um, the back half of the year. So I think they deserve this spot at 12 to end the year. Steelers at 13. Um, it's undeniable how, what Mike how Tomlin. Did, how did we get here, man? Yeah, it's undeniable what Mike Tomlin has done to get this team into the playoffs again. <laughs> it's just all the injuries. They're just like the Browns. They overcame a shitload of injuries in the hardest division in football. Somehow made the playoffs. They are second to last on our playoff rankings, but at the same time, they're dangerous. And then to round out the playoffs. All right, go ahead. Do you want to talk I said Reed, Reed, had him, Reed had him at 11. I had to put him back down at 13. Yes, I had uh, more respect for the Steelers because I know respect. what they do. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, this is. Uh, I was just say the last one is the Buccaneers. Um, Baker, Baker's. You know, he's got some incentives to work on, and he's won some money. And honestly, this is just the worst division that I've ever seen in my life. And whoever <clears throat> came out with it was going to be fourteen anyway. Um, yeah. But 
the crazy part about this is is that the Buccaneers still have a shot to win a playoff game because of how piss poor the Eagles have been. Um, I was just going to say, when you were listing the first five, not that I remember, like, in the past, but it is so weird seeing, usually, like, if we're like, oh, the you know, the top five teams, like, they have a matchup, we're like, oh, shit, this is going to be a good one. This has been, like, one of the few times at least in my memory, that a top, you know, when a top team plays another top team, it's a fucking blowout. Like, when the Ravens play the 49ers, it's a fucking blowout. 49ers play the fucking Eagles, blowout. Dallas, blowout. You know, I, I like, even the top teams are still handling other top teams. And it, that's, that's fucking crazy to me. Like, it wasn't, like, too much of, like, a close matchup between these top teams. Which I think just adds more to the parity of like the playoffs because I don't know what the fuck's gonna go, you know, what the fuck's gonna happen. Yeah, I mean, once you get past the first two, because the Ravens and 49ers blew out Dallas, the uh, the Lions, um, shit, they beat the Rams. You know what I mean? Like those teams have proven to beat those teams pretty bad. So, I mean, once you get past the first two, it's a shit show. After that, like any of those teams can probably beat each other. Yeah. I think for the one and two seed or the one, the one seeds, Ravens and 49ers, I think they have their teams on each side that can beat them, but will they beat them is the question. So it'll be interesting. I think the worst case scenario, what'd you say? So you got to be locked in to fucking beat them. Yeah. I mean, I think the worst case scenario for the Ravens and the 49ers would to would be to see a division rival. So I think the biggest threat to the 49ers is the Rams, and I think the biggest threat to the Ravens is the Browns and the Steelers. Yeah. Which, unfortunately for the Ravens, there's two opportunities to play a division rival. Yeah. So <laughs> They need to be uh, Bills and Texans fans. Yeah, no shit. That's uh, crazy. Like, the, the wild card, not even, like, a five. Well, you guys are five, but, like... yeah. I mean, you guys still, you know, have Joe Flacco. You know, they're, I'm more worried about playing them than I am playing the Bills, the Chiefs, or, you know, anybody else. Yeah, I think the North wants to stay away from the North. We do yeah. not want to see each other. It's going to be hell if we do, and it's going to be a 13-10 to 10 game. Yeah. So I don't, I don't want to see that. I don't want to be anywhere near that. <laughs> so I'm hoping you guys help us out and get rid of the Ravens for us. Dude, that's going to be a tough climb to even try to get. <laughs> well, I know. you got to beat the Bills at their place in a blizzard. So, it's gonna be um, Yeah, let's finish out this top 32 teams. We are going to – I'm just going to fly through yeah, these just, because – just fly through. Just fly through. Yeah, so 15 through 20, we have the Saints at 15, Colts at 16, Bengals at 17. Seahawks at 18, Bears at 19. That one might shock a few people. And Cardinals at 20, that one also might shock a few people. I think mm-hmm. they ended the season pretty well. Yeah. Um, uh, for 21 through 25, we have the Raiders at 21. Good end of the year. Jaguars drop all the way to 22. Mm-hmm. Horrible. Uh, kind of mirrored how the Eagles were at the end of the year. Uh, Giants at 23. Jets at 24. Both kind of had big wins at the end. Uh, I think the Jets beat the Patriots for the first time in 10 years, and 
the Giants blew out a division rival, the Eagles. So Yeah, but if you're the Patriots, you're like, I ain't trying to see what the fuck happened to the Cardinals. They won, and they're fucking in, like, six. They're yeah, five yeah. six. I'm going <laughs> to lose this fucking game and keep that three spot. Yeah, which is – I agree with that. Um and then 25, I had the Vikings. And then 26 through 30, I have the Titans at 26, Falcons at 27, Broncos at 28. How far have we fallen? If the Broncos <laughs> never benched Russell Wilson, they wouldn't be 28. They wouldn't be yeah. this low. Um, bad decision on Sean Payton's fault or part, and that's why they missed the playoffs. Mm-hmm. 29, Patriots. 30, the Commanders, and then to round out the two worst teams in football, the Chargers at 31, without Herbert, obviously, mm. and a head coach. And then 32, the Panthers, and that's where we are with our last yeah. rankings. We will post these, so. Yeah. Oh, that was a mouthful. Yeah, uh, I think with, like, 15 down to 20, with the Saints, Colts, Bengals, Seahawks, Bears, and Cardinals, I see a lot of promise with all of these teams, especially where the Bears are sitting. Um, the Cardinals, I thought me, me and Reed both thought once Kyler came back, it was gonna you know change. Um, I do think the Cardinals for right now have have the right coach, um, and I you know I saw Kyler locked in. Um, it's definitely a motivator to get off the couch and play since he was injured. Um, the Saints and the Colts. The Colts, I think the Saints... Um, see, the Saints have, like, minor issues that I think they can work on. Um, I don't really know if Dennis Allen is the coach that they need, and they're too far down in the draft to try to, like, reach on a quarterback. Um, Colts obviously have a huge promise with Richardson and obviously Joe Burrow's coming back from the Bengals. Seahawks still have a good roster. And I think though, I think whoever they hire a coach will be a good hire. Um, but yeah, I mean the most surprising from, and we do these uh, every four to five weeks, um, depending on where, you know, dates and stuff line up. But I think the most surprising outside of the Eagles is the Jaguars. I mean, the Jaguars have been, these last past weeks have been the biggest um, question mark on a lot of things that's going on in that in that uh, league, not league facility. Um, Trevor Lawrence, what the fuck's going on with him? Doug Peterson, what's going on? The defense, you know, the offense, the line. It's it's a shit show, and I think it doesn't help. I mean, you can. It doesn't help them being bad, especially when they're supposed. To, they were supposed to. Everything in the start of the season pointed to the Jaguars taking over this division, but it also doesn't help in the fact that the fucking the the Texans and the Colts, especially the Texans, look promising. And you know who's to say what the Colts' record would be with Anthony Richardson? But from you know the games that we saw him. AR was looking nice, bro. And I, I said he I said he would be nice on the Colts. I mean, Reed's a fucking, you know, one of the biggest AR fans. Uh he went to Florida. Reed's a Florida fan. Makes sense. Um, but I, I said I said when the Colts drafted him, I said this is this is perfect for him because not only because they have everything for him. They have an elite running back, um, especially a tandem now with Zach Moss. They and the wide receivers that they have 
have sure hands. You have Michael Pittman who can do it all and has sure hands. I think Josh Downs is a is a good uh number three. Maybe they can get a stronger number two, because I don't really know, you know, who's the number two, Alec Pierce or Josh Downs. Um Alec Pierce, you got you got your deep threat. Um if they could secure like a good, good tight end, that'd be elite. Um that'd be nasty if they got Kyle Pitts. I don't see that happening, yeah. but that'd be nasty. Um but yeah, this is perfect for him. Um, but yeah, after 14, uh, there's just issues in each team that happen during the season, whether it be, um, play calling, coaching, people getting hurt, blah, 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 on why they were not able to make the playoffs and how promising their future would look for next season. Um, so when we, when we talk about these teams next season, um, for DWC season three, um, it's definitely going to be interesting to see what moves these teams make in the off seasons to address their shortcomings. Um, that was our list. Um, this is this is our last list, last power rankings because we will be in the playoffs, so there's no need to rank these teams. But um, it's clearly like like uh, like Reed said after the first two. It's 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 a crapshoot. I mean, any of these teams can be any of these teams, and especially in the you know the top eight range, any of these teams could compete with the top two. It's just you know depends on the day, depends on the players and whatnot. It's 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 this has been one of the most parody leagues. That's why the NFL is so great. It's 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 fucking phenomenal. It's the goat. Go We're going to go ahead and get into those wild card matchups. Matchups and predictions. And predictions. Hold on. I got to set this up on the. I, I don't, I'm trolling right now. But for really about to do this, we're going we to dive in. Oh, uh, yeah? We're going to dive in. First game. To set the tone in the playoffs, my team, Bo's favorite team, the Browns, <laughs> the Browns at the Texans. The Browns are two point favorites on, on the road. road. On the road, I think this is the closest spread in the f- entire first round. Yeah, it is. Yeah, um, Bill's spread is nasty. <laughs> I want to. I want to hear what you think about this game before. See the the issue is we didn't we weren't blessed enough to have tape on this game because they did play each other but CJ didn't play yeah CJ didn't play for so sure so it's definitely going to be different for it's not like a we've seen this team before we played this team before um, because the Browns are playing with a new You still there? I can't hear you. Oh no. We've lost a man. Or maybe I'm the one that's lost. I don't know. Oh, there you are. 
Are we good? Yeah, you back? Yeah. <laughs> that was weird. My my battle net started lo- loading, and then, oh, great. and then you heard, and then you heard me. Battle net was smoking my ass. I guess I don't know. Anyways, um, yeah, like Joe Flacco's been playing amazing. So the Texans haven't seen Joe Flacco, and then the Browns haven't seen CJ Stroud. So uh, the Texans saw Joe Flacco. I thought. I thought. Um, who did I think? Oh, it was Joe versus Case? Yeah, Flacco threw for like 350. And oh, Amari, I remember Amari Cooper broke the franchise. Yeah, oh, yards. that was against the Texans. I completely forgot. Yeah. All right, so the Texans have seen Joe. But, but we have not seen Stroud. They have not seen Stroud. Um, so this, this, this could be, I think this might be the best matchup. That doesn't have a story because it has a story, but it doesn't have the biggest story because Deshaun is not playing. Yeah, uh, it would be crazier with Deshaun playing because he was on the Texans, drafted by the Texans. Hey, uh, scriptwriters were cooking. They were cooking. They didn't they were know cooking this was going to happen. But yeah, they, they didn't know the injury. But if this would have hit, Deshaun goes back to the Texans for the first round of the playoffs. I mean, goddamn, they were really. There's on a fire lot of like what. Uh, former team matchups, Dolphins and Chiefs. And oh, okay. yeah, we'll it's get into that. Crazy. Um, this is, I mean, this is tough. This is tough. I can see this game going either way. Oh, my God. Man, I really don't want to say the Browns are going to win, but thank God it's in, thank, thank God it's in Texas. You picking the Texans? There's no way. No, bro. This is like a let me let me give you some stats, okay? All right. Mm-hmm. All right. So I follow this boy. Shout out. Uh, what's his? I mean, his Twitter handle. He's Cleveland Analytics is basically what he is. Mm-hmm. Um, people call him TA on Twitter. He's probably my favorite account. Um, he follows the Browns, but he also does a lot of analytics for just the sport in general. He covers against the spread. QBs, I mean, he covers like everything against the spread. Big, better, he'll give you better information and stuff like that. But So he he tweeted on January 8th, he tweeted about QBs, and he keeps track of first-time QBs in the playoffs. Okay? Mm -hmm. So he kept track of um, the first-time QBs that have played versus non-first-time QBs. Mm-hmm. And the record before this year was 16 and 34. Well, actually, that was two years, two years ago. 16 and 34. Those QBs are 16 and 34 straight up against those um, against so first-time QBs against QBs that have played a playoff game. Mm-hmm. They're 16 and 34 straight up. They're 14, 35, and 1 against the spread since 2002. Um, I think last year was pretty good for first-time QBs. I think Tyler Huntley – no, Tyler Huntley lost. But the point I'm trying to make in general is first-time QBs don't win in the playoffs at all. Um, C.J. Stroud has faced a top-10 pass defense only five times this year. And his stats take a dramatic drop off. 
Like I'm talking from 300 passing yards to 184 yards per game. Um, he's only completing 57% against those five teams. He only has three touchdowns in those five games. So he has not proven, and the, the Texans, I think, have had a pretty easy schedule this year. Because what did they finish last year? Last in the division? I think so. So, so they had a fourth-place schedule. Um, I am probably a little bit more worried than most Browns fans, I would say, um, because of Stroud, and I know what he can do. I'm going to, me personally, I'm going to put this into what the data and history has shown over the NFL that rookie QBs do not perform well in their first game in the playoffs. And especially with this type of matchup, we have the number one pass defense in the NFL. It's not a great matchup for the Texans at all. Now, I'm more worried. I'm not worried that the Texans are going to beat us. I'm worried that we are going to beat ourselves because that's just what the Browns are, right? Mm -hmm. And Flacco is a fucking wild card. That man's either throwing the best pass of all time or he's going to turn it over. If the Browns do not turn the ball over at all, mark my words, if we don't turn the ball over at all, we win by 10 points. I, I strongly believe that. But yeah, it's been a tall task there. No, I, yeah, exactly. When we turn, like, we will turn it over two to three times probably. That's just who we are. That's what we've been all year. So I think the game will be close. I do think the Browns will edge out the Texans because of Flacco and what he's also be, been able to accomplish over his career in the NFL in the playoffs. He has He's 5-0 and on the road in the NFL playoffs. He's 5-0 and against the spread in the NFL playoffs. I mean, this man is a monster on the road. And if he wins this game on the road, he'll be the all-time leader in playoff road wins. So I'm giving the nod to the Browns because of our defense. And it hurts that we don't have Dustin Hopkins but I think it won't matter. We handled the Texans the first time we played them as well. So do need some balance, though. We need to be able to run the ball better. And this is tough because the Browns, I mean, they should win. The Browns should win. The fact that the Texans are here is crazy in of itself. Do you have a weird feeling about the game? Like, I really don't have a weird feel. Like, typically, I would worry more. And maybe that's a bad thing for me, but I truly think we'll get past the Texans in the first round. I think one of these... Favorites? One of these one of these games where the team should win is just not going to happen. And those games, to me, are the Lions and Rams and the Browns and Texans. I, I think, think there's sorry. I think there's worse matchups than us in the first round of the playoffs. And I would even argue the Bills and Steelers is a worse matchup for the Bills than the Texans are for us. See, my thing is like if you if you don't if you don't if I can guarantee that you don't throw any interceptions, you're winning the game. But I don't want to give C.J. Stroud a good field position. 
Yeah, I agree. They've also had kicking issues all year, too, the Texans. You don't have your kicker. No, we don't either. But Riley Patterson's been good in the playoffs in his career. Don't so. jinx him. Listen, I have no doubt that he'll probably fuck up a kick. I have no doubt. There's a few things I'm certain of. We're going to turn the ball over, and we're going to miss an extra point. <laughs> I'm telling you right now, that's what's going to happen. But think about the situation the first time we played him. I know they didn't have Stroud. But their only touchdown until the third, late in the third quarter was a kick return. One. I think it was 36 to 7 at one point. Um, and we didn't have a punter or kicker for three quarters of that game. We went for it on fourth down about 10 times and we completed like seven of them without a punter or kicker. So we didn't play the field position game at all. We still won by two touchdowns. You know what I mean? That yeah. to me is just an overwhelming like difference in roster talent, right? Man, that's really... why maybe that's why I'm not so concerned about the game, but obviously Stroud can beat us. And I think he's either gonna have a generational rookie debut in the playoffs, or he's gonna look like a rookie. I don't think there's any in between. I don't think he has an okay game, and then has a game-winning drive. You know what I mean? I think it's either going to be he's lights out or he's terrible. So That's if you guys if you guys win this game, you and the Steelers and the Dolphins lose, then you'll play the Ravens. Um, Steelers, Dolphins lose. Bills versus yes, we would play the Ravens. Now think about this: if the Steelers win. <laughs> if the Steelers win and the Dolphins win, now we have the Steelers playing the Ravens and the Dolphins would come to the Browns. We would host the divisional round. I'm low key rooting for the Steelers in the first round. Let's get it. It brings Man, us have, away and we have a chance at hosting a playoff game then. I have so little faith if it's a fucking blizzard. <laughs> Yeah, all right. Let's get to that game. Make your pick on this. We can get to those games. I'm gonna pick the Browns for it because I think I think what I said is gonna happen. I think the Browns are gonna meet the Ravens earlier than the AOC championship game. Oh shit. Okay. So I'm assuming you're not picking the Steelers then. I guess I there's other ways around that, right? No, there's not. No, there's the, not. The six and seven would have really to lose for us to see the Yeah. Um, all right, let's go to the next game, the 8 p.m. game, which is going to be negative 15 degrees, 30 mile per hour winds. Mahoma. Yeah, the Dolphins at the Chiefs. I think the Chiefs are five point favorites at home. A complete blizzard. <laughs> you know what? I think this, I honestly think the weather favors the Dolphins more than the Chiefs. Now, hear me. Hear me out. Which team is a better run scheme team? You would probably argue the Dolphins, right? I don't know. Pacheco kind of lit. But it's been inconsistent and spotty, right? I feel yeah. like the Dolphins have generally been able to run the ball on pretty much anyone. Yeah. Um, 
their two back system is good. I mean, they they are spotty on the O line. I would argue that their scheme is better prepared for the cold weather, which is funny to say that because who knows how they're going to react playing in negative 15 degree weather, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, I mean, I'm picking the Chiefs in this game, but I think it's really going to be a low scoring game. And I think Pat Mahomes just makes a play over Tua, and that's probably what it comes down to. Yeah. I mean, this game, I think, is going to be hilarious, and we're going to see. We're going to see. We're going to see if Tua can beat the allegations. Yeah, <laughs> cold arm allegations are crazy. Cold arm allegations. We know Pat Mahomes can play in the cold. Can Tua? This shit is crazy, but I don't see. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> I don't see. I just don't see Mahomes losing, bro. Especially not in the first round. I mean, if they lose, and hard it's, to imagine. And it's, it's, a complete, never seen it. it's a complete meltdown. Like, like people are gonna get cussed out. It's a complete must. Yeah, <laughs> it's gonna yeah. be nasty. I don't disagree. Hold um, arm allegations are gonna be nasty too. It's gonna get real bad if they lose the this Chiefs- game. Like the Chiefs, the Chiefs' issues is is that they're just not locked in. Like yeah. the defense is, the offense is just not locked in. They haven't been, in, yeah, they haven't been on the same page the entire year. And the Chiefs, for some for some reason, once they hit the playoffs, the Chiefs' defense just locked further in. Yeah, I mean, that's what gives me faith they can stop the run game from the Dolphins. I think they're. I think they'll be okay in that aspect. And so you know, I think Tua will have to make pulls up. You know who pulls up in the playoffs? The dude that I fucking slightly despise. He pulls up when it comes playoff time. Oh, uh, KT? No, hell no. I'm not talking about that fucking bum. <laughs> oh, I do have something here. The who? Who are you talking about? You know who I'm talking about. Who? who, who oh, the Chris Jones. Chris, Chris Jones. Jones. Chris Jones. He you, know, you, know, you, know, you know he want that money. Yeah, you're not wrong. I do uh, have something. I'm going to pick Chiefs. I'm going to pick Chiefs. I, I'm sorry to my Tua boys and my Tua fans. I'm one of you guys. Big pick. But, but, <laughs> but cold arm Tua ain't hitting. Bro. Well, I have something here with the temperature. So um, every regular season or playoff game with the temperature of five degrees or lower since 2007. All seven of the games have been decided by three points or less, with 45 points being the total max on, like, total max in any of the games. Nasty. So I think it's going to be close. It will come down to, like, one or two plays that mm-hmm. ultimately seal the deal. And I those someone's going to fuck up, and it's going to be detrimental. Yeah, I mean, this cold, like, how cold it is, are the receivers going to be able to catch the ball for the fucking Chiefs? That's my biggest concern. Yeah. But, all right, both both have the Browns, both have the Chiefs. Okay. All right. I thought you were really going to go. Uh, you thought I was going to flop those. I both did. I did. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. 
Uh, let's go to the first Sunday game. They had to put Mason Rudolph on the 1 p.m. slot, the worst slot there is in the playoffs. And yeah, we, deserve <laughs> we deserve fucking night game. We got the Steelers at the Bills. The Bills are 10-point favorites, and it is supposed to be a snowstorm. We're talking like three feet of snow. You think hey, they moved the time, game? <laughs> the last time we played the Bills in the super snowy, Le'Veon had like 300 yards, bro. Something sneaky about this game, man. I don't know what it is, but I'm feeling like three teams from the AFC North in the divisional round. I don't know what it is. I mean, it's the same thing with the Chiefs. If the Steelers win, the Bills had to fuck up. (laughs) Yeah. And guess who's the best at fucking the game up? Josh Allen. Joshua Allen. Man, Josh Allen and Flacco have a lot more in common than people think. The crazy thing (laughs) is, is like... And that's what I think isn't going to help your team is, like, if I throw a bad ball, the weather is so dog shit, the the, the defense might not catch the ball. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Um, so you might, you know, Allen might be able to get away with one of those. But, I mean, he's he's had picks, fumbling issues. It's been all over the fucking place. TJ's not playing. Um, we're gonna that's a big, big We're going to need a lot from Nick Herbig. Which I think Nick Herbert, Herbick has done amazing this season, but we're going to need a lot from Alex Smith and Nick. To um, me, the weather plays to your advantage, though. Yeah. Um, I, th- I, don't I think know. this. Do you think they're going to move this game? I don't think they. Do. I don't think they, they do. Make, I mean, fan safety. I mean, it's going to be disgusting. It's going to be bad for sure. Um, I. Ten I mean, at least the NFL. At least the NFL. Has like meters for the players, but like the fans, you're just out in the elements, bro. Yeah. Now the cold to me doesn't matter for this game because both teams are used to it. Um, if there is no like heavy winds and snow, I'm I think the Bills win fairly easily, probably. But if there is like heavy winds, snow, it's snowing sideways. This is going to be a dog fight, and I think the Steelers actually have a better run game than the Bills do. Yeah. With our tandem, yeah. Yeah. I, I'm just, I don't know what the weather's going to be like, and I want to pick the Steelers so bad. I'm kind of rooting for the Steelers. It sounds stupid, but I am. To give the Browns a home playoff game. You're trying to have us do all your dirty work. Yes, and to play the fucking Ravens before we have to see them. This one's really, really tough, honestly, because of the weather. Man, my my logic is telling me to pick fucking bills, bro. I know. Hashtag, hashtag, here we go, bro. We're going Steelers. We, we need to focus on, I need the weather to be absolutely dog shit. I need it to be awful. Because I don't want it to be bad where my playmakers get upset. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's def- they're on both sides of the ball. There's definitely divas. Fucking <clears throat> George Pickens. But if it's snowy as fuck, they're going to have to lock in, bro. I have, like, the weirdest feeling about this game. I'm also going to go Steelers. I think... One of these, one of these teams that should not lose are going to lose this weekend. Yeah, 
I think I really just have a bad feeling about the Bills. I think they they're like riding such a high right now, and everyone's like, "Oh, they're the most dangerous team in football." And then they play a team like the Steelers, and the Bills are known for playing down to competition. And the Steelers, you don't fuck around with the Steelers. If you're not blowing them out, you are gonna lose in a last second fucking drive every time, every fucking time. I'm I'm gonna hope the weather's bad, and I hope the Steelers win this game. So yeah. The one thing, I mean, the Steelers, if you don't, if you're not on your game, they will pop you in the fucking mouth. Yeah. So I have no doubt that they're going to show up for this game. It's just whether Josh Allen can throw the ball or not. Oh, man. This next game is going to be fun. Let's go to the 430 game Packers at the Cowboys. Am I really better to do it? No, bro. You know better. Don't, don't, don't do this. You know better. The Packers defense. Listen, if the Packers' defense didn't look so fucking terrible the last six weeks of the season, I would automatically pick the Packers here. Better coach. Worst goddamn defense. God, I can't do it. I always usually pick the better defense out of the two. Man. I really want to pick Green Bay. What What are you feeling on this game? <laughs> If you pick Green Bay, bro, <laughs> if, 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 dude, there is no shot that the Cowboys are one and done again. <laughs> that would be fucking hilarious. You don't think so? <laughs> I mean, if anybody, man. Seven point oh, favorites, Dallas are. Jordan Love could do this shit, bro, for, for the city one time. Like, am I really about to pick all the underdogs on Sunday. Steelers, Packers, Rams. Am I really about to do that? No, you're fucking wild. That is so disgusting. My thing is like um, like the people that are like, like to me the Cowboys home advantage does not mean, I mean they play better but in, in terms of like intimidating, it don't mean shit to me. It's fucking it's like fucking going to Disney World over there I heard. <sighs> um Man. I'm gonna pick the Cowboys. I'm gonna pick the Cowboys. I think this is gonna be a great game. I think Jordan Love is is gonna have a great game. Um if anything, the reason the Packers lose is because they could not hold up with the uh against the Cowboys defense. This is either gonna be like an insane Micah Parsons game or we're not gonna hear anything from him. If they can neutralize the defense given after him, if you can give Jordan Love time to throw, I think you can um, manipulate this Cowboys defense. Yeah, I'm not going to overthink this one. I'm going to pick the Cowboys. I'm going to root for Green Bay and hope Jordan Love wins. But I just think, like you said, too much firepower from that Cowboys offense. And Green Bay's defense is not well equipped for that. No. Interesting matchup, though. We saw what happened last time the Packers showed up there as dogs. Yeah, I, 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 you know, I think this is one of the best games, if not for the. Uh, I really the, like the. Game. I mean, ultimately, I really like all the matchups except for Monday night. Yeah. Uh, let's go to the eight PM game: the Rams at the Lions. Matthew Stafford's return. I'm picking the Rams. I, I'm not even thinking about it. I think Matthew Stafford walks in there. I think. Do I dare say it? The Rams are going to the NFC Championship. 
Yeah, you're out of your fucking mind, bro. Super Bowl. Rams go to the Super Bowl with this underdog mentality. Nah, bro. There's no shot. There's no shot. You picking the... All right, let me just tell you right now. If you were to bet money line on the Steelers, Packers, and Rams, it's plus 4,000. Yo, I might do that. Throw a little fiver on that. You throw five on it, you're winning over two hundred dollars. Yeah, I might, I might throw a little fiver on that. Let me go ahead and do that. That's a, um, that's a nasty parlay. <laughs> I know. Well, you know what's crazy though? I'm gonna pick the Lions. Oh, I know you're picking the Lions. I'm gonna pick the Lions. I think, I think they got this. Um, I think they're gonna be locked in. I really don't believe ever anything that I'm saying right now, but. <laughs> It's it's just so against like everything is so against the lines that I think the lines are going to win this. That makes sense. I I can see that for sure because everyone's thinking, oh, Matt Stafford's going to come back in. Yeah, own them. It ain't the same lines he left though, so I will give him credit for that. Um, <clears throat> let's go to the Monday night game, the worst playoff matchup in the entire wild card round: the Eagles at the Buccaneers. Man, this could be an upset, too. <laughs> yeah, it could. Um, yeah, sorry, I had to lock in that bet real quick. Um, my thing is, like, it's, just, it's the same thing I'm going to say again. The Eagles have to fuck up. Like, ain't, and, you know, I don't have any qualms with the Buccaneers. Reed doesn't have any qualms with the Buccaneers. But if Reed has to hear Baker won them this game. <laughs> <laughs> if if the Browns lose and the and the Buccaneers win, it's going to get nasty on the TL. Oh, it hundred percent would. And I would love for that to happen. I'm here for that chaos. Nothing makes me more happy. I'm kind of fucked up in the head, bro. Nothing makes me more happy. Than seeing my friends pissed off because only because the reactions are fucking hilarious. I have some funny ass friends. Oh, it's gonna be so bad if we lose. I mean, I'm gonna be like shut off for the rest of the playoffs. Dude, I'm going to send time. so many tweets, bro. It's going to get nasty. And the thing is, like, we have so many injuries this year. Like, I shouldn't be so mad if we lose, but at the same time, I'm gonna be pissed. I'll be fucking pissed. Don't blame you, bro. Who you picking? I think like, <laughs> dude, the Eagles. <clears throat> what's what's the spread? Spread is minus three Eagles. Oh my god, that's not even a lot. It's not. <laughs> dude, the Eagles are so bad, man. What the fuck? Buccaneers really aren't that good either, though. No, but like, this is this is the time for the Buccaneers to fucking pounce, bro. <laughs> On this dying Eagles. Dude, if the Eagles lose, so if, if you are, like, if the Eagles lose, you're, you're firing. Are you firing Sirianni? I think he's gone. I think he is gone. Would I fire him personally? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I think he failed at, like, what you need to do when you do lose a good OC and good DC. I think it's just... I don't think Sean Desai was a bad hire. I don't know what happened there. I can't speak on it. But for OC, like, clearly he fucked up in that 
category. So yeah, I mean, I know how the Eagles are. They're volatile. They're gonna they're gonna fire his ass if he loses, especially to the Bucks. Come on. But like I said, the one, one of these teams is gonna lose. You're right. There's always upsets. But we yeah. already picked one upset. I picked two upsets. And how funny would that team be if it was the Eagles? It would be pretty funny. You know what? I'm gonna do it for the Baker boys. I'm gonna Whoa. pick the Buccaneers. For the Baker boys? Fuck it. Absolutely fuck it. Listen, I've never once hated Baker Mayfield. I just know what he actually is. Can they beat this crippled Eagles team? I think they can. So I'm going to do it one time for the boys. Yeah. One time for the boys. So if anyone listens back to this, they can't shit on me, even when the Browns lose, or if the Browns lose. <laughs> uh, Man, I've been very anti-Bama in these picks. I'm gonna pick the Eagles. I'm gonna pick the Eagles for this one. Um, we got to we got to keep these playoffs interesting, man. We cannot have the Bucks. Yeah. Are the Bucks. Eagles interesting? Like what? What are we missing? They're more here? interesting than the Bucks. I cannot have the 49ers get another bye playing the fucking Bucks. They would absolutely destroy the Bucks. I had to throw my Packers under the bus, or I would have picked four straight underdogs. That's so <laughs> nasty. They're gonna do the the underdog parlay. See, I don't have an agenda against the Eagles or for the Bucks, so that one's not an agenda push. The Rams, 100%. That's an agenda push. Yeah. Keep it rolling. Cowboys, I feel like at home they can probably end up winning that game, but it's going to be some crazy shit when Jordan Love is a game-winning drive. It's going to be nasty. Steelers, agenda push because I need them to beat the Bills so we have a home game. Browns, obviously my team, and then Chiefs. I'm a Pat Mahomes fan, so I don't think these picks are outlandish. It's crazy that I looked at all these games and I said, yeah, they, it could go either way. Yeah, I mean, my thing about it is this this playoffs, like, there's so much uncertainty. There's so many, like, good storylines, and the weather is playing such a factor in some of these games. Yeah. And I mean, this could in like the what can I how can I say this? The repercussions for some of these teams losing is going to get nasty. Like, yeah, let alone you making the playoffs. Like, that's people don't understand how great, regardless of how good your team starts out in this season, so much shit can happen, so injuries and whatnot. Even making the playoffs is uh you know is a plus and a blessing in of itself. So but like to lose, like if the Eagles lose, coach could get fired. Yeah. The fucking the Dolphins lose, the allegations on two are gonna get higher. The Packers win, the fucking McCarthy could get fired. Like it's 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 gonna be fucking wild. The Browns make a push, you know, and and go further in the playoffs, next year is going to look weird. You know, yeah. uh, you know it's going to be so crazy. Um, so hopefully these playoffs start to stack up. I hate, like, when that happens and you have a good matchup and then it's just dog shit. Which, yeah, as, no a, 
it has a higher like likelihood of happening because these are like you know some of the best the best 14 teams so don't be surprised if you see a shit game because the offenses can't move because of the defenses yep a defense wins championships defense wins championships guaranteed the best team that comes out of this is because the defense stepped it up sir oh lord this this is gonna get crazy i can't fucking wait i, I know it's actually that. a very very good playoffs starting off are you gonna they could potentially start the playoff weekend off sad as fuck. Yeah, it's it's a blessing and a curse <laughs> to have the first game because people will watch because we're prime time and we're the very first wild card game. But it's also like if we oh, lose, all I'm eyes gonna on be the down. Ground. Yeah, uh, we're gonna get shit on like a motherfucker <laughs> if we lose. Yeah, you lose because you're gonna see a lot of the people that usually don't turn tune into the Browns are gonna be watching them. Yeah, they're gonna be like, "Yo, what the fuck?" See, I told you they shouldn't have been in the playoffs. Not knowing yeah. that we have 25% of our team on IR. <laughs> I might have to fire off one of those tweets for the one time. Yeah. Like <sighs> I said, we could definitely lose. With Flacco at the helm, we could lose to the worst team in football or we could beat the best team. So we'll see what happens. Playoff football. Playoff football. I'm betting on our defense. That's that's what I'm betting on. What's, uh, I, I'm bet, I got hope. That's all I got, bro. I got hope. <laughs> I got hope. I need... I need I need something because it's worse than this is like this would have been the last point. It's worse to if you're going to make the playoffs, at least do something because now you're just going to be stuck at 20 and on in the draft for no reason. Like if you yeah. get fucking blown out. <laughs> yeah. So if you make the playoffs, try to be that 30 second pick. We don't need to have a first round pick. So if we oh, yeah, y'all are, yeah. <laughs> if we end up winning, like or going to the AFC championship, whoever has that pick, I think it's the Texans, they're gonna be salty because it's gonna be a bottom five pick in yeah. the first round. <laughs> so this game's more meaningful than you think. <laughs> if the Texans bounce us, it saves them a few yeah, spots a few in the draft picks. <laughs> that will be funny as fuck. Yeah. But if we continue to win, they could drop that draft pick all the way down to 32. Oh, that's not happening. Y'all ain't winning no fucking Super Bowl. Hey, hey. Y'all, mm, hey. Y'all ain't winning no fucking Super Bowl. Or, I mean, yeah. Hey, you never know. Never know. Man, the NFL is not letting y'all. I don't believe in, no, I do believe in some of the scripts, but they definitely, they definitely ain't letting y'all fucking win. Hey, it's you not, see what Flacco said. That's not on the script. You see what Flacco said in his interview. What? He said over the next five weeks, this team and the fans are going to see something they've never seen before. Oh, yeah, I saw the tweets about that. They are like, is he about to assassinate? Dude, if <laughs> legitimately, though, I don't know where like, or what I would do if Flacco, coming in late to the season, won a fucking Super Bowl for us. Like, I, I don't even know what I would do. Yeah, where are you on the dystopian NFL level, bro? Flacco? One of your <laughs> rivals came in and put y'all in the playoffs. Yeah, that would be absurd. Into the Super Bowl, are you going? You going to the game? You have, you have to. Bro. I I would heavily think about it. The tickets it, would be outrageous. It's in Las Vegas, right? Yeah, it is. Oh my god, dude! The flight. Yeah. <laughs> That's like a one. Like you'd have to put that on. 
the old credit card. Like, <laughs> just pay that off monthly because there's no shot. Like, this probably, like, the odds of somebody going back, ugh. Yeah, true. Like, when you make it there, like how the Bengals made it there, like, the odds of going back and actually winning it, man, you got to make it count when you get there. Yeah, I'm so glad they didn't. Yeah, Shout, out to Shout out Aaron Donald. That is an episode, guys. Episode 19, uh, start of the playoffs. Um, like I said earlier, the episodes will get shorter because there's not too much to talk about. Um, hopefully these games are great so we can have some good, noteworthy games. I'm pretty sure, I mean, unless like a crazy blowout, these all should probably be in the noteworthy games because it's the playoffs. Um, so you have to do really bad to not be in a playoff talk. Um, but, yeah, we'll drop another episode, and then we'll see what we do from then. And then it's off-season time and then draft, and we're right back at this bitch, man. Um, hopefully it flies by because uh, – we're mostly an NFL, or we're a hundred percent an NFL podcast. Um. Oh, did we not? Are we doing? Before I close this off, let me test you. I don't want to say it on air if we're not. Are we doing? Do we get? Are we? Do we even shout out win streaks on that? I don't know. I just was gonna text you that. Dude. <laughs> That's why I said let me text you that so you don't fucking say anything. Anyways, all right. Podcast sponsor. Yo, people at Winstreet <laughs> don't get it. Yo, we love you guys. We love you guys. It's just one in the fucking morning and we forgot. We love you guys. Uh Winstreaks, this podcast <laughs> is sponsored by Winstreaks. It is a free app, hundred percent free. You don't have to just pick NFL games. You can pick any of the games, NBA and NHL, college, whatever you want to pick. Um, 100% free, as I said, and it's a week by week thing. And you start on the week starts on Sunday. You make your picks up to Saturday, and it's five picks, five picks a day. And depending on how you do on each of those picks, you will be put in a leaderboard. And the top 100 wins cash prizes up to $2,000. So if you really get at your picks, $2,000 a week for free. That sounds pretty fucking amazing to me. Um, so join our um, our group, DWC, Defense Wins Championships group, uh, invite code is DWC. So just all type caps. in DWC, all caps. Just type in the group. You know, there'll be a group tab. Type in the group, DWC, and the invite code is DWC, all caps. Uh, join us and make your picks. Help our group out. We help you guys out. It's a great thing. Um, I would say probably, I mean, did we agree? I mean, we agreed on a lot. Yeah, we can we can make it work and we'll post it. Yeah, 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 yeah. We'll post it. We'll have our, our the logo and then we'll have it in green, highlighted in green, right? The the bar for our pick. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, we'll have the logo and then our pick for win streaks. Um probably just do like one or two since it's only six games going on. Yeah. But to just give you guys um something that you can pick for your Sunday. Uh, Sunday and Saturday, um, to help to help you guys get the picks It's free, hundred percent free app. So I don't see why you want to download it. it. Takes like two minutes to you know make your picks, and then next day you're at it again. It's nothing. Uh, it's nothing that holds you down. 
and we just have to pick the winners of the game. Um, so it's not too much to worry about. Um, but yeah, thanks again, guys, for listening. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify Podcast. Uh, this will be tweeted out on Friday. The episode will drop on Friday. And we'll be there next Friday. Yeah, we'll be here next Friday. Um, this is kind of the schedule that we're going to be running with because there are no Thursday games, so there's no need to talk on Thursday. Give us an extra day for injury reports and, you know, fun stuff that happens. So thanks again, guys, for listening. Uh, season two is almost up, and we cannot wait for season three to start. But anyways, see you guys. Peace.